Hi, my name is Caitlin and welcome to the Gospel House. Our mission here at the Gospel House is to show the world that the gospel of Jesus Christ is enough, that in the gospel we can find all of our deepest needs met as the entire church responds to and applies implications of the gospel. We would love to show it with you. Check out our website, www.thegospel.house, where you can learn more about us, find out how to connect with us, ask questions, see when and where our next meeting is, and give to help advance this gospel message of Jesus Christ. Today, Pastor Jeremy is at a basketball tournament with his family. So we will have Pastor Jared Motzinger um, giving the message today. So let's just pray. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for just being here, Lord, for having um, the ability to get here on a Sunday, for living in a, in a country where we can assemble. Lord, we just pray that you open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to what Jared has to share. And Lord, just help us um, to glean from the message. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of my message today is How to Have a Pure Heart. And I was talking to Pastor Jeremy about uh, kingdom relationships, and I thought, um, you know, God wants us to have a pure heart, and that helps us in relationships. So those two go together. That was my uh, thought process with the Lord there. So let's pray. God, we thank you that you can create a pure heart in us. God, we, we thank you that you've forgiven us of our sin and your blood cleanses our hearts from all the, the dirtiness. And God, so we just ask that you would show us uh, again your truth and your word. And we pray, Holy Spirit, you would do a work in us today, this morning. And we, we just appreciate the work that you can do and we have faith in what you can do. And we just receive what you want to do in our hearts. Lord, we receive your cleansing power, and we receive just the power of the blood of Jesus. And your plan, Lord, for us is to completely restore our hearts. So we're just excited about that today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'll talk a little bit about a pure heart, and then we'll get into some of my points and verses. Um, so let's just ask a question. What would a pure heart look like? Can you imagine? Imagine you never got offended at someone or you never had a thought of pride. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> if you never got embarrassed or anxiety or panicky because your heart was just pure. It was comfortable at peace, and your relationships would be good, marriages would be good, right? What if every politician had a pure heart? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> we wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> that, that's like so hard to think about, right? What if, what if you could just trust people? Like, 
they say what they say. They mean what they say. Their yes is yes, no is no. You just, eh, he said it. He, he obviously means it. Like, you're just so total peace because everybody had a pure heart. Right? That'd be nice. So Jesus says in Matthew 5, 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Can you imagine what that might be like to see God? I don't know if that means like if you have a pure heart you can like see him face to face maybe it means a perfect relationship with him but I just think about these these verses I have a lot of verses I'm going to share um, but yeah just think about a pure heart and think about the fact that we probably obviously we don't have a pure heart and we're wanting God to give us a pure heart and just thinking you can hide so many things but you can't hide your heart it will it'll come out eventually but for for a season you can hide it it's pretty easy actually right you don't know the motives that someone has when they do something right you don't know the motives of i don't know your your f best friend when they do something that you didn't like or you felt backstabbed like why would they do that and they, they can hide that motive from you pretty easily. You can hide, ton, I think of like my relationship with Lauren and our family, like I can hide stuff. It's not extremely hard to do, um, but you cannot hide it for, for too long, right? It says the motives of the heart um, are, are gonna come out one way or another. There's secrets aren't secrets. They will eventually come out and eternity Thinking of eternity and he being eternity-minded, I think, will help us uh, have a pure heart. Because in eternity, there is no hiding. It's completely bare. And the motives of your heart will be your reward. It will be uh, shown in eternity. And so I, I'll start off with a little story that um, I was sharing the gospel with a Turkish governmental health insurance agent, which is kind of interesting. So we got to Istanbul. I needed to get health insurance for our family, and you're required to in the, this permit resident process of getting our permits to live there. And I uh, go up to this governmental office, and it was a middle-aged woman, the agent, doing all the paperwork, asking me all my information and stuff. So she had my passport, you know, born in Virginia, you know, all the reasons I was there, uh, all that type of stuff to, to get the insurance. And she had these angels on her, her desk and this picture of like, I forget what it was, like a, like a really nice scenery on, on her wall. And then there was like parts of uh, like more of an Islamic, picture on this side so I was like she's probably like a spiritual person and so I I began to share this this story with her that God kind of gave me on the spot that I think applies here and the story was there's two women in this story and I totally made this up right on the spot I said you want to hear a story she's like sure so I said there's two women the first woman uh, she has everything she's ever wanted she has a beautiful family beautiful home she, you know, has the money to have the things she likes and, and the family. And I said, but inside, 
she has so much anger and depression and she lies and i said the second woman she's poor she doesn't have the nicest house the nicest clothes and she's not good looking and at that point she was just like this is a good story <laughs> and um i i said the the second woman though she had love in her heart peace and joy and i said you know what happened when both of them died and i said they went to heaven and i said in this in this spiritual realm all the motives of their heart were revealed and the first woman said i wish i would have known what my heart would look like when i die when i was living and that's what i felt like i was supposed to share with her and so that opened up a conversation to talk about the gospel um so i think that's the same with us you know i i, I don't know whether that first woman or second woman was saved or not but the motives of our heart um will will matter can we agree with that the motives of our heart matter and so i think pursuing a pure heart is something that god asks us to do uh for sure just seeing what god's doing at asbury and um and other like cedarville and other campuses i saw somewhere on facebook like 15 other locations where these young people are gathering it's kind of the th same theme is is confession repentance and worship and david in the and in other psalms it says to seek the lord you know who may ascend the hill of the lord he who has clean hands and a pure heart that's psalm 24 he who has clean hands and a pure heart and has not lifted up his soul to what is false or does or and swears deceitfully so is that should i put it up higher are we good and so that's the that's the heart of god is for us to pursue him and and that let him the purify our hearts another verse i like is in james james 1 8 says draw near to god and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts double-minded men Oof. so there's this uh promise that if we draw near to god he'll draw near to us and he'll cleanse our hearts so there's three points number one that i see into to having a pure heart is confession and repentance we know this right this isn't something new so i think a desperate uh need for the conviction of the holy spirit or a desperate desire for the conviction of the holy spirit is what we should desire sometimes right if the holy spirit's not convicting you how can you repent of something you're not convicted of so it's good to get in these atmospheres of conviction and it's good not to resist conviction let the conviction come and when it comes you can confess your sin you can repent of your sin and turn to god and then pursue him so that's i feel like i've seen that in the last couple of weeks is like a twofold uh repentance it's it's first you're you're confessing and turning from that sin but just don't turn then then pursue jesus and and pursue his his holy spirit that can come and purify um and the repentance i have here in my notes it needs to be sharp like in the book of acts after peter preached it says they were cut to the heart it needs to be sharp sharp enough to cut away the bad stuff right it needs to be sharp 
And it can be gentle and sharp at the same time. But we need it to be sharp. Uh, we, uh, a fingers can't do surgery. We need scalpels can. They could cut through. You know, we need something sharp. The truth is sharp, right? And the presence of God, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that's sharp. That's what we need in our life. And so, um, let's see here. Interesting thing. Yeah. When we are humble, what is the promise of God for people who are humble? It says, God will draw near to you. So there's that verse in James 1.8. Draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. That's humility. Drawing near to God, a dependence on God. Because it says that God will resist the proud. And so he'll give grace to the humble. Exactly. That grace, that ability to be uh, abiding in Jesus is what he's giving us. He's cleansing our hearts when we are humble. And so that could be a side point. Point one is confession and repentance. You're turning from your sin. Point one B, hum humility, is coming to God humble. Humble and empty. I think I might have heard Pastor Jeremy say that. You come empty so he can fill you. Don't come with all your stuff and agendas. Come come humbly and he will fill you. And so now let's read Matthew 18. This is a, um, a portion of scripture I don't hear often and I don't read it often. But I was reading it the other day and I think it applies to... You can see who in this story has a pure heart and who doesn't. So, okay, Matthew 18, verse 21. Are we, are we there? Okay. So, verse 21. When Peter came to him, he said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle his accounts with his servants. So here we go. There's a king, because I feel like when you read this, it's like hard to figure out what's actually happening in the story. So I'll take a pause. There's a king, and a king has people below him, okay, his workers. So here it is. The king had a kingdom and wanted to settle his accounts with his servants. When he had begun to settle the accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. So one of his servants owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master, um, let's see, his master commanded that he be sold and that his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant, therefore, fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay it all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion and released him, and he forgave all his debt. But the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid his hands on him, took him by the throat, and said, Pay me what you owe. So the fellow servant fell down at his feet, and begged him and said, have patience with me and I will pay you all. 
but he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay his debt. So when the fellow servant saw what had been done, one of the other servants, they were very grieved and came and told the master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all your debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until his pay, until he paid all that was due him. So, this is Jesus says this, My heavenly Father will also do to you, or each one of you, from his... Wait a minute, let me read this again. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each one of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. That's pretty tough. So I was reading that, and I didn't think anything of it until it said from his heart. I was like, oh, that applies. So there's forgiving from your mind, forgiving just saying it, and then forgiving from your heart. Just that little insight of that scripture can change, you know, the way you look at things. So this guy was shown compassion. That's us. We've all been shown compassion by the master. We've all been forgiven our debts by the master. And the master says, how can you not forgive other people's debts? So we need to remember what we've been forgiven of. And with a sincere heart, with a humble heart, we can forgive others. So that'll really turn a relationship around, I think. <laughs> that'll give us pure hearts. That we're not so easily angered and offended. And, oh, they did that to me. Because then you can't forgive them. You have to let that go and forgive them from your heart. And, um, and it says 70 times 7. So always, always be forgiving people who, who wrong you. And like one of my friends said, if Judas was good enough for Jesus, he's good enough for me. <laughs> Super hard saying, but it's, we think that, oh, we'll never have Judases in our life. Well, Jesus had one in his life, so don't be surprised, you know. I mean, you're going to have to deal with it. Could be a coworker, could be a family member, even someone really, really close to you. They might stab you in the back, and you have to forgive. And Take it to God. Take the pain because it's we're not immune from the pain. Like there's there will be pain, but we can take that heart pain to the Lord and he'll heal it. So, OK, point number one, it's two points now. Confession, repentance is the first one and humility. And um, yeah, number two is faith. A pure heart is a heart of faith. It does not doubt it is a heart that believes God. So a heart that doubts and is unbelieving is a heart of sin. It's not pure if you doubt in your heart. There's a verse, I don't know if I wrote it, but it says the unbelieving heart will fall away. The unbelieving heart falls away. And so God wants us to have faith. In Mark 11, it says, you can ask whatever you want, and it'll be done for you. That's faith, is that our hearts are so pure and in tune with the Lord that Jesus says these words. It's hard to believe it. He says, ask anything you want, and it'll be done for you. That is incredible faith that's required to even believe that scripture. 
It's amazing. And now Acts 15, 8 through 9 says, God, who knows the heart, testified to them, giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he also did to us, and he made no distinction between them, cleansing their hearts by faith. So this is Paul uh, and Peter talking about the Gentiles that had received the Holy Spirit. They're saying Jesus made no distinction between us. He gave them the Holy Spirit and cleansed their hearts by faith. So these Gentiles had faith in Jesus. Holy Spirit cleansed them. And in cleansing, purifying their hearts, forgiving their sin. And so I want to encourage you in this second point, faith. Increase our, our faith and expectation for all things. Increase your faith that God can make your heart pure because, you know, your own heart is the is probably the easiest to know it's not right. You don't want to point the finger and say, well, your heart's not right. So therefore, I can be bad, too. No. We, we all know that that there's things that we need to grow in. So have faith that God can bring you out of that and cleanse your heart in that. Right. It could be addiction anything that's the hardest thing people are addicted to something they feel like their desire to be pure is there they want to be pure they just can't they, they're, they're in chains so have that faith in god that he can purify even someone in addiction or a habit habits are hard to break right that's why we call it a habit but god's holy spirit wants to break that and can break it and so there's there's a kind of layers the first layer Confession, repentance, humility. Second layer, faith. This unwavering, undoubting faith in God will allow you to receive the Holy Spirit who cleanses your hearts in whatever situation of your heart. So my encouragement is don't be satisfied with a, a moment of presence of God that you had 20 years ago or 10 years ago or even a year you just let the the daily expectation of god moving in your heart just be what you think be how you expect your day to go your week to go is whatever you're dealing with jesus can purify it meet your need and restore anything of your heart third one is love. Before I get to love, I want to share a story. Um, last week, I work at Winterfield and Winterfield Adventure Academy in Toledo. So I was there. I'm by myself in my class, taking my lunch, and I start to pray, and I feel the presence of God. And I want to share that with you, that it's, it's, it's sometimes God will come in different measures and different like awarenesses of his presence so god wants us to seek him and that we can feel um maybe not physically but in the in the spirit you feel his presence is there and to not be satisfied with uh yesterday's encounters and experiences to keep that expectation and faith for daily bread daily bread from god 
And I'll, I'll say the fruit is I felt strengthened in my inner man. I felt like I was strengthened. I was having a rough week. I felt, uh, you know, just a confirmation of God's call on my life, just like a peace that came in. So that was the fruit of that, that little lunchtime experience. And you can have these, these experiences with God to no limit. There's no limit. And that's the, that's the exciting part. God calls us. He invites us to experience him. Limitless connection with God. Sometimes we think it's just, I don't know, just because of life. Life, life gets us down and we go months or years without encountering God's presence. And so we maybe came up with a mindset that maybe we're not supposed to encounter his presence as much. But I want to encourage you and flip it and say, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Even if it hasn't been in a while where you felt God's voice or heard it, felt his grace come into your heart, he wants to, even today and before we leave, for you to feel God's presence, that purification of his spirit. That's the main reason we have a Holy Spirit. Jesus said it. Spirit will bring what? Conviction of righteousness of judgment and of sin, right? Am I saying that right? Of sin, righteousness, and judgment, those three. So those three are important. Sin, righteousness, and then the judgment that is coming if you, if you don't believe and, and the final judgment. This is a strong conviction that is the reason the Holy Spirit's our teacher and our guide. He guides us. He speaks to us. His presence is, is, is with us for that. So... Number three, love. We need the love of God. Philippians 1, 9 through 11 is my kind of main point sermon verse today. It says, Paul's praying. He says, this I pray that your love may overflow still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment so that you may discover the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and blameless for the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. So we'll camp out here for a second. Verse 10 says, That you may be sincere and blameless for the day of Jesus. So there's coming a day. Uh, when someone dies, they meet Jesus. But there is also coming a day where we won't be dead and he will come back for us. And at that time, there will be a group of people that are the pure and spotless bride. They have pure hearts. That's what he's coming back for. That's his promise. And we may be that as we receive a overflowing love of God, like it says in verse 9. This is what Paul's praying, and this is what I pray for all of us in Gospel House, that Gospel House would know the love of God, the powerful, pure, patient, unwavering, he's total faithful love of God. He will never let you down when you put your faith in him. He is total powerful to do exactly what he says he's going to do. So that's the type of love he's pouring out on us as a family of Gospel House. He's pouring out the love of God. Paul says, I pray 
that your love, so it's our love now, would overflow. In real knowledge, it says, in all discernment. Discernment so we can discern the conviction of the Holy Spirit of sin and righteousness. We need to know good and evil. We need to be able to discern. And that we would, would discover, it says, the things that are excellent. And I'm sure those words in the Greek are just the things Jesus is doing in our lives. Sometimes we don't see what Jesus is doing. So let this be our, our core values, to know the love of God, the deep, deep love of God. I know when I was in college, I was trying to seek God and, and seek him in his word. And the more I, I realized, the more I would read and try to obey it, I would feel the love of God. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's simple. But the more you, you, you take what is in the word and, and apply it and, and obey it, it's super simple. Read and obey and apply it and then share it. I'd be try to share it with people. I'd feel this love of God in a greater measure over my, 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 my day, my, my week. And so I want to encourage you. And, and that's actually a verse. Jesus says in Luke six forty seven, those who come to me, hear my voice and do what I say. He is the man that built himself on the rock. So there's an element of coming to Jesus. That's what I was doing. You hear what he's saying, then you do it. He's, that's the guy who will build his house on the rock. And so that is also how you walk in love, the love of God. Is to abide in the word of God. I think it's Psalm 119. talks about obeying the commands of God and walking in love. Obeying the, the, the word of the Lord and the love of God will come and purify your hearts. And so that is that is my message is that we would know the the promise of God for us is a pure heart. We would we would know it uh and we would walk in it first with coming to him humbly seeking him drawing near to him that is repentance right coming to god is repentance coming to him humbly knowing he's the only one that can give us a pure heart he's the only one that we truly need and all the other cares of the world go away and we come to him 10 minutes 30 minutes half hour whatever we're coming to him daily. He will come and draw near to us. That's the promise we read in James. As we draw near to him, he draws near to us. He comes in power. He comes in his Holy Spirit. He, he's no respecter of people, of men. He does not care how your day was. He doesn't. I have been sinning in a day and for whatever reason god decides to show up later in the day <laughs> and i think why would you do that 
Like, don't I need, like, a consequence? Like, don't I need a spanking or something? <laughs> but he, he, he doesn't care. I mean, obviously he cares, but you, you get the point. He, I mean, he didn't care for Paul. Paul was murdering people. He still came to him, knocked him off his horse. So that's a, that's a block to receiving a pure heart, is thinking, oh, I've done something that I, I can't receive the presence of God. Right. Because that's how we're trained. That's the training of the world says, well, you've done this. You got to pay for it. Now with God, you can do a million bad things and you don't have to ever pay a dime. And that's good theology right there. Because Jesus paid it all. Right. That's not the way of the world. The world says you've got a debt. What do you do? You got to pay it. Unless you have a pure-hearted politician, he just wipes your debt clean. But <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pay. I was, I was talking to someone recently. Um, the uh, the the ways of God are are not the ways of of the medical field, right? You 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 have a a tumor here. God says. Wiped clean. It's the same thing with sin, right? We have faith for God to heal our, our, our sicknesses. We should also have faith that God can forgive our sin and give us a pure heart because he can. It's no difference. The same Jesus, same God, just cleansing, cleansing our bodies, cleansing our hearts, right? Even the most prideful, arrogant person comes to God, God just cleanses it. In a moment, he can do it. So let's end with prayer. Let's seek the Lord, and I don't know what you want to do. You can pray in your seat. You can come up here. I'll be over there if you want to pray with me. And let's just pray and seek God. Let's seek him for a pure heart and... You know, the Bible says our heart is filthy. It's wicked. And, but God gives us a, a righteous heart. We can put righteousness on. And, and we've been made holy, but we're being made holy as well. So constantly pursue in this moment. And uh, if you want prayer for anything else, let me know. Or um, even feel free to get together with people where you're sitting and just pray. And... Um, We'll just take a time of worship until you guys normally close. Sound good? So, God, we thank you. And I might pray for a little bit. We'll see. God, we thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for a pure heart. Thank you that that's your will, that we should walk in holiness. Holiness unto you, Lord. God, thank you for your word in Matthew 18 that says if we don't forgive people, Jesus, you said these words, you're just like that master who will throw us to the torturers. That's a hard truth. Sometimes I think we don't like believe that. Like, yeah, he does. He's not really meaning that. That's a metaphor. Yeah, maybe. But Lord, we thank you for your heart. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the fact that 
we do have forgiveness of our heart. So in this moment, we ask that you would come, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. When we come to you, we draw near in this moment. We love you, Holy Spirit. Spirit, I ask that you begin to heal marriages tonight, right now, today, this moment. Heal marriages, Lord. And maybe some of you are sitting there thinking, our marriage is great. It's, it's awesome. Holy Spirit, give them a revelation of what it can be. is saying there is great marriages in this room and so i praise the lord for that but i pray that it goes even deeper into the love of god even deeper into the love of god what would it look like for a marriage just to be so overflowing with the love of god like we read in philippians 1 just so overflowing for the love of god both of them walking in pure hearts, forgiving one another, not having bitterness, grudges, arguments that we know happen behind the closed doors. You can, you can hide an argument easily from people. It's not that hard, but you can't hide it from God. So we just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're breaking in right now to the hearts. Breaking in, Lord just with your scalpel. You're cutting in and coming in to the heart, purifying our hearts to make our marriages even better, even greater, even stronger, so we can shine the light of the gospel. Thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit, your presence that purifies us. Thank you, Lord. listening to the Gospel House podcast. We pray that you are pointing to Jesus and will apply what you learn to look more like him each and every day. If you found today's message impactful, do us a favor and hit the follow button, leave us a rating, and write up a review to help others find our podcast. You can also help us by sharing the podcast so that together we can show the world that the gospel of Jesus Christ is enough. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Head to our website, www.thegospel.house backslash connect. Fill out the form and someone from our Gospel House family will connect with you. God bless you and remember, the Gospel of Jesus Christ is always enough.